Hold on, girl. Let me take this. Hold on, hold on. Hello? You ain't gotta like me, but you gonna like what I have to say. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode four. It's your girl, Margaret, as always. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, pressing play, subscribing, following, fast forwarding, rewinding back because we know you done missed some shit, okay? Either way, I definitely appreciate the love and support. Before I even get into today's episode, per the usual, again, ultimate, ultimate gratitude (laughs) to everybody that has been streaming my song in my bag. Um, as you've probably seen on my Instagram, my Snapchat, literally November 20th, cutting season, the EP is dropping. I'm so excited for you guys to hear this project. I don't want to give too much away yet. I am going to do an episode kind of talking about the project itself and which is actually going to be dropping on the release date, which is going to break down some of the songs, the situations, etc. inspiration. But I'm just so excited for you guys to even hear about the journey to me having this whole, this whole EP. <laughs> okay. But anyway, as always, again, thank you guys so much for pressing play. Like so much gratitude. I'm so grateful for real. Let's move along though. As you can see from the title of today's episode, today's episode is all about self-sabotage. Honestly, what inspired me to even do this episode was a late night meditation. Um, Lately, I've been going through some things from a personal standpoint that has really, really caused me to look within myself to reflect and understand like, you know, why am I in the situations I'm in? Why are things going in the direction that they go in, etc.? And You guys already know I'm very spiritual. I'm very in tune with working on myself. And one thing that really dawned on me was things that I don't think I've ever touched on in my shadow work is my ways that I sabotage myself in any situation. And as I was reflecting, I started to realize there's a lot of actions that I take within my own self that causes me to be in the situation circumstances that I am in. So I said, why not do an episode (laughs) on this shit? And I really feel like us as a community, we really don't talk much about self-sabotage. I feel like as a community, we're able to give and receive words of encouragement to our peers on directions on how to love themselves more, how to attain our goals, how to even start a business. But we rarely talk about how we block our own blessings, more importantly, how we break our own hearts. And that's what this episode is for today. Um, all about talking about self-sabotage. I am going to be bringing you guys a countdown. I have about five things on my list for this countdown on just behaviors that look and appear to be self-sabotage. Okay? <laughs> um, before we get started in today's countdown, per the usual, if you are new to this or just don't remember, these are my thoughts and sentiments. I do not expect people to always like or respect my opinion because this is a free country. But again, this is what works for me. This is what I feel. These are my thoughts. <laughs> Mine. I just got stressed that With that said, though, I'm always open and willing to listen to other opinions and feel free to leave a voice message on Anchor, per the usual. I get to you when I can. Okay. <laughs> just kidding. Anyway, so... For the people in the back or unaware, by definition, self-sabotage means where we are actively or passively doing actions that cause us to hurt ourselves in situation, circumstances, or with people. That's kind of like my definition too. (laughs) Either way, that is what self-sabotaging is. If you are constantly finding yourself in a cycle where things don't go right, 
that, right? Where you're constantly in the same repeated patterns with people in relationships or maybe in the same type of cycle with a job. You may be sabotaging yourself. And that's what this countdown's for. So let's just jump right the fuck into it, okay? Coming in at number one, and this is number one because it is probably, in my opinion, the number one reason why the fuck we sabotage ourselves. So coming in at number one is ego. Now, let's be clear, real quick, out the gate. Ego is a good and a bad thing, okay? There's no denying that. Let's talk about the good in ego. Ego can be great when you are valuing yourself. It's what creates the confidence we have, right? Also, it protects us in a lot of situations that helps us to maintain such values that we have to ourselves. It motivates us, it drives us, and it contributes to a lot of things. And as much as the ego contributes to the rise of an empire, it's the same reason that same empire falls. And honestly speaking, ego is probably the number one reason why opportunities are blocked, why people break up, why there's conflict, and even ego creates possession and a lot of things, entitlement as well. And ultimately for me, I feel like ego creates inner madness. Ego steers us in a direction of protecting ourselves, but then it leads us to a war within a situation that has no value or meaning. Like, for example, if you just look at the petty arguments you go through on the internet with your friends, family, strangers, goddamn, okay? You're giving energy to prove that you are that bitch or that nigga or that person, whatever you call yourselves these days, <laughs> okay? Or maybe you have an ego that has to be viewed in a scope of perfection. So whenever you are in error of something, it bruises your ego. And rather than you stepping up in your power to accept your wrongdoing, you choose to protect your image. You're hurting yourself. Just saying. I think what I want people to understand is, is that when we choose our ego, we are choosing material things. Things that can change, things that can fade, things that can break, all these things depreciate. All these things hold no true value. These things that we hold on to with our ego are not real. So I feel like when you detach yourself from your ego, you awaken yourself. You keep yourself grounded. You stay present. More importantly, it helps you maintain a healthy level of energy reserve. It helps you stay free. We are so driven by our ego that we break our own hearts. Our ego gets in the way of us seeing our real potential. It keeps us from channeling our energy into spaces that need it. Why are we so protected over ourselves? And I know some people are not religious, but I am. And even from a religious, spiritual standpoint, at the end of the day, like God works so much overtime to protect us. I don't understand why do we have a need to protect ourselves. This image, this perception has zero understanding of love. I feel like this is like when we leave with ego and not with love, we choose ego because it's a safe choice. Because when you choose love, you're choosing vulnerability. You're choosing something that's harder because it requires faith. And a lot of people don't have faith in things. A lot of people don't wanna be seen as vulnerable. Because again, this image that we have to protect, how we are viewed and how people see us and what we look like. Can't get your feelings hurt, mm-mm. Can't be weak at one point, mm-mm. Can't be wrong, no. Image, but when we act out of love and we choose vulnerability and we're choosing that faith, what it essentially does is, is that it opens the path for us to do more things. Every time you're choosing a certain box, you're boxed the fuck in. You're stuck in that box. But when you check multiple boxes, you have multiple choices to choose from. 
keep that in mind. At the end of the day, ego is what you see in the mirror and you have to look in the mirror and ask yourself, do you like what you see? Are you limited in what you see? Do you want to see more? And if you want to see more, then choose love first. And I'll leave it like that. <laughs> Moving on. Coming in at number two, negative thoughts and words. When you speak negativity, it attaches itself to your name, to that object, thing, etc. Then and only then that energy is then projected out and ultimately you are attracting it back to you. If I believe I'm not beautiful, no one else on this planet is going to feel I am beautiful too. If I don't think I'm worthy of a particular position in life, nobody else is going to believe that as well. If you have a belief that surrounds your perception of self as negative, trust and believe not only you, but others will believe it. And in turn, you will find yourself in situations that have you feeling powerless, unmotivated, and damn near fucking unlucky. All because you have this perception that you're not good enough, that you're not worthy enough, that you're not valued. You literally fall into a mental prison of thinking that the bare minimum, if you've attained, (laughs) the bare minimum, is all you are worthy of. And in turn, you stick yourself into a cycle that never ends. It's a never-ending cycle that you think that you're not worthy of this dream, worthy of this love, worthy of this life. Think about it. How many times have you found yourself dealing with or being dealt with a push and pull energy? Sometimes you feel like, damn, I'm forcing this and it's not coming back to me. Or vice versa, people are drifting from you, etc. If that is the case, It's because of your perception of self. A lot of people don't realize this, is that how we perceive ourselves is detrimental not only to our own well-being, but then to the relationships we have with other people. For example, imagine if I encounter a friend who is in constant disbelief of their value. And me being the friend that I am, I'm like, okay, let me big my friend up. I'm going to constantly be jumping through hoops to help show them their worth, to show them that they're valued, to maybe give them that push. All in all, though, I'm draining my own energy. And the thing is, is that we sometimes will put people in positions where they deplete themselves because, again, we don't have this perception of ourselves. On the flip side of things, it could be a little bit different, whereas if I think so negatively of myself and I don't think I'm worthy of love and respect and etc., I'm going to attract motherfuckers who are going to disrespect me and not value me because I don't even think I'm worthy of that. And this is why some people end up in situations and circumstances, in my opinion, where they continue a cycle of abuse, continue a cycle of disrespect, continue the same kind of storylines with different characters. Because again, we don't know how to perceive ourselves. We don't understand our value because we're speaking it so negatively. And you have to be careful with your words. And that took me a lot of time to get to. And... Even still, when doubt crosses my mind, even still when I find myself in situations and circumstances, I then still take a step back and say, okay, you are worthy of this. You know, maybe it's my application or maybe I need to strengthen my words to myself. But either way, you are worthy of this. And I know that this is difficult because we love to go ahead and go to the negative connotation. That's that's life. That's how we're conditioned. You know, for example, motherfuckers walk around here and say, I'm broke, I'm broke. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And saying that and putting that shit on your name literally will put you broke. So it's like, I need people to start saying, I'm rich, I'm abundant, I'm fruitful, etc. The more and more that we sit there and we focus and channel positivity into our words, we channel that into our gifts, 
our value. And I need you guys to understand that when you think about who you are, it's who you become. So if you think creativity, you become it. If you think of love, you become it. If you think you ain't shit, you become it. Flip the script before it flips you. Your words are powerful. Moving on. Coming in at number three, for the love of instant gratification. Instant gratification comes in many forms. Whether you're buying Chipotle to being super impatient and blowing a bag on something you could have saved for and waited, that's instant gratification. (laughs) Instant gratification for me really is motherfuckers who are still screaming YOLO, hopping in cars or bandwagons because they feel gratified in this fast-paced moment. Whether they're over clubbing, eating out too much, etc. For example, if you eat out a lot, it's because you're impatient because you don't want to create your meal. Meal prep is a process. <laughs> if you go clubbing every week or weekend, it's clear as day that you don't know how to find gratification within your own stuff. And it's kind of crazy because when COVID hit and we went into shutdown, I actually was one of those people that was like, yep, I need to escape. I always want to go out to the club. Had a crazy week. Life is this. Life is that. This is my escape. And... I've never had an issue vibing with myself, but I did get into a habit for about two years of like, yo, this is the life. Club, have fun. Go out clubbing, drink, da-da-da-da-da. To the point that even the clubs got fucking boring. I was like, fuck it. I even knew who was playing, what their track list was going to be like, etc. okay? Either way, though, when COVID hit, um, I ended up finding a new joy um, with partying within my own self and vibing with me. And it's crazy because prior to going out to clubs, that used to be my vibe. And I used to just be a whole vibe, like drinking my drinks, having my hookah, listening to music. And so when COVID hit, it brought me back to that love and place of finding gratification within my own self. And I want people just to understand is that instant gratification is problematic because not only does it consume you, but it distracts you from what's in it for you long-term with happiness. And here's the problem in instant gratification. The key word here is instant. Now, what feels good today doesn't mean it will feel good tomorrow. When we learn how to create gratification within ourselves at a healthy pace, when we build this foundation where happiness is the contingency and anything that comes after it is just lit. That's what we need to aim for. Instant gratification does not equate to long-term happiness. It suffices for the moment, but in the long run, you're still feeling empty. So you're constantly going to run in a circle where you're searching and searching for more instant gratification. You're never happy. You're really not. Whereas if we drop the instant part of it and we learn how to just find joy in maybe this hobby we have and let it grow and flow the way it's supposed to, joy in a relationship with someone, let it grow, etc. Joy within ourselves, let that grow. Long-term speaking, you're always going to be happy. So I feel like we need to choose better. And if you find yourself constantly on the fast-paced YOLO lifestyle, I'm telling you now, you have to slow down. You have to take a step back. You have to appreciate you and the pace of things. Just saying. Moving along. (laughs) Coming in at number four. Postponing or procrastinating, whichever way y'all want to call it these days, honeys. (laughs) Often we will put little things off until the last minute, yet we fail to realize how much the little things can add up and become a bigger, bigger project, okay, that we even intended to. And then what ends up happening to us is is that we end up spending twice the amount of time that we could have got done in just an hour. I'm guilty (laughs) all day, sometimes. (laughs) Like my laundry, honeys. Anyway... 
Other times we'll have bigger projects with firm deadlines and some people do like to wait to the last minute. I mean, that was me in college. I won't lie, I think every college student does that. Now, hell to the fucking no-no. <laughs> Um, ultimately when we wait to the last minute though, or the last day that it's due, we're stressing ourselves out because we didn't prioritize. And I feel like people need to realize this is that sometimes we need to understand how much damage we are doing to ourselves when we fail to make time for things. We sabotage our own projects. And the thing is, is that we have this perception sometimes that, oh, fuck it. It can wait until tomorrow. But The things that you think can wait to tomorrow actually require your attention today, okay? And starting today allows us to then make the corrections for tomorrow. This is why I feel like when you have a project and you're working on it the night before, nine times out of 10 is not gonna always be your best. Your best would have been a week ago and then your better would have been the night before. You feel me? (laughs) With that said, um, make a schedule, make a calendar, do something, a reminder, discipline, which is a really hard thing to do in adulting world. But all these things are little tweaks that you can do to help save yourself the stress. And I've seen it even with people in general where they have things that are due and they're pressed for time and they're stressing themselves out because they waited too long. And I don't understand, like, we have 24 hours in a day. Yes, you need really healthy, good sleep. But again, if you know that you have some shit to do, handle your shit. Why are y'all out here stressing yourselves out? It makes no sense. And high blood pressure is real. Just saying. Get your life together. Okay? Moving on. (laughs) Finally, coming in at number five. And this is a really good one. Failure to being honest. (laughs) This is major key. Sometimes we fantasize or maybe we rely heavily on having faith in things. (laughs) In people. But I think if we were able to take a moment and just be real with ourselves, we will save ourselves a lifetime of disappointment, heartbreaks, etc. Now, hear me out. Fantasizing, there's nothing wrong with that. Living in La La Land, there's nothing wrong with that. Being a little naive, eh, not so wrong as well. Either way, though, I get all those things. I get why sometimes we like to hope and pray and have faith and see the good okay I get it and I get it we like to really just see the best in outcomes situations and people but we really are shortchanging ourselves and I feel like we need to learn how to take a step back and kind of just start looking at shit for what it is because then ultimately it tells us what it is and we'll know we know that we can't go against the current we know we just have to flow with some shit Okay, so I feel like sometimes if we release the ideas of having these fantasies and we're just more honest with ourselves, it can end up being a better outcome than the one that we're holding on to with this image and idea. Okay, it's like, for example, if you're struggling at work and you're constantly unhappy, granted, your job pays the bills, but you have to ask yourself, when's the last time you sat down with yourself and asked, is this where I want to be in a year, in two years, in five Is this a pattern of the life that you want? Waking up frustrated at the fact that you got to get up and go to this job and then sit in this job and be unhappy and do these tasks that you don't want to do. That's not your dream. That's not what you fantasized about. Is this the pattern you want to live? And if it's not, then what are you going to do to change it? Because a lot of us kind of just look at it like, well, it pays the bills. 
and it'll get better one day. Maybe I'll get this promotion. It's going to change my outlook of what I feel about this position. No, (laughs) it's not. You have to come to terms with yourself and say, yo, it's not working. It's not sufficing my happiness. And my life is too short to stay here and be unhappy. Bills and no bills. So what am I going to do to change it? What's my plan? And when you know it's not working, just set yourself free. Period. It's just like with friendships and relationships, right? We hold on to these ideas of what could be or maybe what the relationship used to be. And we choose not to see things for what they really are. And even sometimes too, even if we end up seeing things for what they really are, we still fail to reflect on the parts that we played to this outcome, to this situation. And I don't think a lot of us know how to sit with ourselves sometimes and just sit with the situation and sit within ourselves and just be real about our patterns, real about the roads that have led us to the same outcomes. And it's really hard to do. I'll be the first to admit it because ultimately when things are occurring to you, you know, you have a tendency to feel like this is happening to me instead of it's happening for me. And even in through that, we sometimes fail to realize the parts that we contribute to such things. You know, there is a cause and effect. And don't get it twisted, though, because there are some people out here that they just fuck up, okay? They just, they ain't right within. And they will do things and project it onto you. But again, you still have to take a step back and ask yourself again, why am I attracting this? Why is this coming towards me? And what am I going to do about it? And sometimes I feel like we hold on to hope too much. We hold on to, you know, image, the ego again, possession, and just fear-based. To not want to even sit within ourselves and be real about shit. Just like, like I said, even if I've been added at a certain career and I have not hit my break and I have to take a step back and sit back and say, yo, like, what steps am I taking that's still making me have this outcome? What do I need to change? Or is this a situation that I need to forego? Some people can't even have that talk with themselves. You know, I've seen motherfuckers sit in a career that they hate or that's not leveling them up. And they don't even want to be real with themselves about it. You know, whether about changing, you know, the direction, the choices that they make, or just letting it go. And it's hard. It's hard. I'll, I'll be the first to admit, even with some of my current situations I'm going through, I'm learning that, you know, there's a lot of patterns that I'm attracting. And there's a lot of patterns that I'm even contributing to um, from cycles that I'm still learning how to break. And it's just, it's tough. It's tough when you have to sit within yourself and be real. You know, look yourself in the mirror and say, yo, like, this is you. Now, is this how you want to continue? It's just food for thought. Ultimately, when you're being real with yourself, one thing I can tell you is, is that you may lose people. You know, you may. But I am a firm believer, though, that even with divine timing, um, if people can come together and do the work, they can bridge the gap and they can change up those frequencies. But... Sometimes if we are on a different vibration from other people and, you know, we are attracting certain energies or vice versa, even depleting certain energies, um, we have to have that real moment with ourselves to say, yo, like, that shit is not cool. Not only are you hurting someone else, you're hurting yourself. And it's rough. It's rough. But I really would love to see more people be real with themselves and not get caught up with the fantasies and all the hopes and wishes, etc. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. All that shit is magical. Don't get it twisted. But you have to be real. You have to be real when you're not getting your wishes granted. When dreams are not becoming reality. 
that's when you need to have a moment and be real. So just be real with yourself. Overall, um, I thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's episode. Final thoughts for me are is that self-sabotage is a real thing, clearly. We all know that. But again, um, as I mentioned earlier in the episode, I don't feel like us as a community, we talk about it a lot. Um, a lot of the times we love to project, you know, things onto people and place blame and point fingers, etc. But we don't realize that we are our own worst enemy. And I feel like it takes a lot of growth, a lot of spiritual connection for people to come to a place to realize that, yo, like I am fucking up my own shit. <laughs> now, granted, like I said again, and I mean, this is probably a whole separate conversation for something else. I don't want to go into it too much. But again, don't get it twisted. There are people on this planet that are not right within. There are people on this planet that just are that way. And that's okay. But the choices that we make on how we choose to react and what we choose to accept is always going to be our choice. And anything that we are accepting is our fault. And that's on anything. And I've learned that the hard way through friendships I've lost this year, everything. I've learned that. And I'm coming to a place now in my own path, in my own journey that, you know, when I'm like, yo, there are some things and ways and, and patterns that I need to break. So I no longer feel the need to project that into my realm of my reality. And more importantly, I don't need to attract that. And like I said, it's a tough pill to swallow because when shit comes crashing down and shit happens to motherfuckers, they play the victim. Playing the victim is easy. It's the safest choice. But sitting there and actually taking the blame gives you back your power. You're taking back the control. When you play a victim, you're giving power to the other party. You're allowing the other party to think that they have some hold or control on you and they had affected you to that extent they never did. Why? Because you can see the fault that you play. You can sit there and take your L. Take your L and turn that motherfucker into a lesson. Learn from your shit. A lot of people don't want to do that. And I'm a firm believer, too, in energies. I'm a firm believer, too, in the fact that it takes two to tango. I'm a firm believer in understanding that conflict, all these things that we go through in life, of course, will always, always be attached to another entity. But the work that we choose to do on our own, that's for us. It's for us. You know, and I'll be the first to tell you, like, and even through this list of things and even in going through this shadow work and growth that it's fucking painful. It's hard work. You have to address things that you don't want to address. You have to look at things that you don't want to look at. You know, you have to find stuff within yourself. Dig deep. And these are things that nobody gives you tools for. You know, if you grew up in the generation that I grew up in, if you come from the family of people that I grew up in, nobody teaches you these things. So self-sabotage, honestly and truly, is something that we have the most control in. The most. And I feel like if we take control, we can get our power back. And not only will it aid us in life and the relationships and the situations and the jobs that we have, but more importantly, it's going to aid us to love it ourselves more. You know, I don't know about anybody else, but I'm at a place in my life where I'm just tired. I'm tired of going through shit like this. I'm tired of wondering. I'm tired of all these different things that I go through. I just want fucking peace. I just want love. It's all I want, happiness. And I'm going to do by any means necessary to get that. And if that means I have to lose everybody, then that's what I got to do. It is what it is. Well, I thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's episode. That's all I have for you for my rant. Um, per the usual, again, feel free to leave a voice message if you have any questions, concerns, despite the fact that we have zero customer service in this bitch. 
Anyways, um, again, as a reminder, November 20th, Cutting Season, the EP drops. will be available on all platforms, just like in my bag. Please stream, share, etc. I live for it. <laughs> I'll catch you guys on the next one.